What's on the horizon for financial markets? At PGIM, it's a question that over 1,400 investment professionals relentlessly research in pursuit of your long-term goals. Specialized across asset classes, but united in collaboration, our teams provide global and local expertise. Our investments shape tomorrow, today. Pursue your tomorrow with PGIM, a leading global asset manager. Market insight and analysis. You're listening to the opening bell of CNBC's Squawk on the Street. Good Tuesday morning. Welcome to Squawk on the Street. I'm Carl Quintanilla with Jim Cramer. David Faber is back at post nine of the New York Stock Exchange. Uh, stocks biding their time ahead of CPI tomorrow. Uh, bond yields continue to rattle around in a range. Ten-year 3-4. Got some dollar weakness. And with that, Bitcoin back above 30K, a 10-month high. A robot begins with stocks treading some water here. Investors awaiting key reads on the economy. And New York Fed President Williams says he sees no signs yet of credit tightening. Plus, Warren Buffett is boosting his stake in Japan's big trading houses and says he may buy more. And Alibaba, well, it is getting into the AI arms race. Perhaps no surprise there. China also slapping security reviews on AI products in the country. Let's begin with the markets ahead of tomorrow's CPI data, Jim. uh, Everybody's taking a crack at it. Uh, JP Morgan, for one, though, sees... Uh, core up five tenths. That'd be four months of accelerating gains. Yeah, we don't want that. We don't want that. That would be, uh, it would just make it so he has to raise again. I listen to what Williams said. Uh, what numbers is Williams looking at? We got numbers in the last two weeks, which basically says there's been a fall off in loans that's rather dramatic. Uh, I think that every bank is worried about a bank examiner because the bank examiners are worried about their own jobs because what a bad job they did in San Francisco. So, David, I got to tell you, uh, anything that makes it so that the credit is tighter mm-hmm. makes it so the palace job's easier because you're not going to expand uh, and there's not going to be as many job, job openings. But there's this otherworldly group of Fed people who don't think that Silicon Valley Bank happened or they think it doesn't matter. Yeah. Why would they think that? Well, because they know nothing. I don't know. Why would they think that? I can't get in the heads of people who are wrong. Okay. It's very difficult for me. Uh, well, I just say on the Cincinnati. We are going to get bank earnings in the not-too-distant future yeah, as well. Yeah, well, that could well, explain we'll, things. No, it'll be interesting to see some of the commentary around that in terms of credit conditions. Yes. From some of the bigger banks. It'll also be interesting to see from some of the other banks just how serious things were during the quarter. I, uh, how bad the region, they were. The regional banks that are selling now at below the price earnings multiple of the cent, of the. Money centers. There they are. What do you think of that? They always sold under premium. Yeah. Well, I mean, we know the reasons, right? And the question will be is it sustainable in terms of their cost of funds and will it be up for a long period of time? And to your very point, given that there is going to be perhaps tightening credit, are they going to be able to actually make loans that continue to generate a significant spread for their business? Uh, or is it going to be a sort of a tougher period for some period of time? Well, these could be hard to get credit. I mean, Carl, this expansion, the biggest problem has been wages, right? So if you were able to just make it so that your business is cooling off, well, that's going to leave a bigger tool of a bigger pool of, of employment. And so far, it's been in, it, it connected with with Silicon Valley. But I think it's about to go to go mainstream. Yeah. That's Some of these, uh, you know, we got this NFIB data, the yeah, independent yeah. business sentiment, basically good time to expand uh, lower street in 30 years if you take out one month in 09. I mean, that's kind of crazy numbers. I mean, like the lowest they had. Fed's ever seen and uh, fewest loans. I mean, but they're not looking. 
what are they looking at? I mean, I think they're looking at that we're like still in the threes in the big employment number. Yeah. Uh, they think they want that. I guess they want more unemployment. Jeez. I guess. I mean, I will say, listen, it's been a, a, a relatively quiet couple of weeks. Of course, I haven't been here oh, to follow them minute here. by minute. It was like unbelievable. But- it was like the inferno here when you weren't here. <laughs> it was. It was an inferno. <laughs> Of news. Of news? <laughs> yeah. Uh, there wasn't, didn't seem to be a lot of news, thankfully, on the banking front, at least. So to the extent things have gotten quieter, the capital markets may reopen to some extent, perhaps, well, you Jim. Know, David's I am lucky. hearing at least there's hope for that. Well, see, David's very lucky because we got this guy, Jonathan Canner. He's an antitrust the Justice Department. We have Lena Khan. We used to have deal after deal when you went away. But you have conspired with the regulators to make it so there are no more deals, which, by the way, keeps well, a lid on this market. They have just now we're starting to get it. They're starting. Uh, people are starting to realize don't there, do any deals. There are some there are some. Oh, deals. What, what do you have? I don't know. I mean, the journal's writing about a deal that might happen a year from now. What? <laughs> with, that, with that pioneer. Yes. Yes. Now, that's interesting. That, that deal breaks on Saturday and it makes it seem what, like it wasn't a deal. It, it's no, just a, it's like, a thing that could, could happen a long, long right. time from now. And then Sunday it was burdened and heard on the street. No, Monday was like, well, I don't know. <laughs> I never heard of that. He's like, if you're working at the journal, you're thinking, wow, we just made this one of the biggest bids ever, biggest bid, bigger than Antarctica. Except it's not a bid. It was just informal talks. My point was there is at least some hope that there will be some deal-making specific to energy where you do have a lot of very deep-pocketed players that may be looking to do some consolidation, particularly in the Permian. That still could be a ways away. But to your point, there is no doubt that the deal market has been uh, depressed to a certain extent as a result of our two very strong antitrust enforcers, right. both at FTC and at Justice. Well, I'll tell you, David, if I really wanted to know where the value is, I would go to Japan. Uh, Japan is the source of some activity, as you might know by now. You heard on Squawk today that Warren Buffett, uh, the Oracle of Omaha, uh, making news during his trip. According to Becky Quick, uh, he says Berkshire has raised its stake now in five Japanese trading houses, including Mitsubishi and Sumitomo, to about 7.4% each. Tomorrow, he's going to join Squawk Box live from Tokyo for three hours, uh, beginning at 6 a.m. Eastern time. We'll hear from Greg Abel as well, well yeah, for the well, first look, time. That's, I mean, important. Bank, that's important. Japanese banks? I, mean, I don't know. They may have, there's a move in Japan to, to do what, Jim? What does this mean? It means that you're back. And- <laughs> it means you just can't say anything you want well, okay, without well, being challenged dealing, to some extent. Banks, there may be, you know, a lot of stocks are much cheaper there than they are here. They are, and have been for a long time. I don't, you know, it's funny, I've been reading an interesting book, guys, called Chip War. What's um, Chip War. It's about... About basically, the uh, the idea being that semiconductors are the most important advancement of the last, let's call it, it 40 years for society. And it's all about some of the things you discuss. But it does take you back to the Japan of the 80s when they dominated, oh, when they dominated uh, DRAMs, when they dominated, uh, you know, or took away a lot of the chip business from our companies in Silicon Valley at that point. And, of course, when the Nikkei was hitting incredible highs. Do we have, can we go center? back to that period? Have we ever? Wait, like where are we machine? now? Yeah, on the Wayback Machine. All right, we're at 27,000. We were at. Uh, if you go way back, I don't know if we can do 30 no, no, year charts. That's where here. I said, there I made the famous call. I said, we're going to cross. The NASDAQ's going to. The Dow's going to cross the Nikkei. Hmm. Wait, uh, when did you the, make this famous call? In 1989. I was on Charlie Rose for years off that call. Sometimes you make one call, you know, you just like become the guy. So I became a, the guy. There's a 20 year, 23 year. Can you, that's not. 
that's not, not that, what that's enough. not yeah. capturing, of course, is the Nikkei, the, Nikkei the highs, down. the period in time when they were owning Rockefeller Center and when we were discussing There's what are we going to do. Yeah. Yeah. But people have to understand that you used to get a call at around 10 o'clock at night. It'd be like, you know, your Japanese broker. You say, OK, look, you just bought 100,000 Tokyo Electron. I said, well, I don't want that. He goes, no, we're taking it up for Americans. You'll get to sell it tomorrow to us. I said, well, like, isn't that illegal in Japan? He goes, no. We do that. We decide what stocks we're going to take up for the night. Look at that. David, I never thought that was the way to do business. No. Uh, if you own the Nikkei, you, you haven't done well at all. It's been horrible. What? This could be the big change. But Buffett seems to like these trading houses. Well, not point. just that. Again, but, uh, I can remember when many of those Japanese banks were competing in our market in the late 80s because I covered banking back then. Oh, Mitsubishi, God, Sumitomo, Mitsui, uh, long-term credit bank. I mean, the they were the big business. players. Yeah, yeah, the movie business. The car business, remember? Oh, God. No, they, they were still kings. Are pretty good in they cars. They were kings. But look, I think that what's Sony. happened is, is that that government has clearly committed to having a better a growth market. It really has. They, the Japanese want a growth market. You can mandate a growth market. They, you can still have a debt to GDP number that's huge, but they own most of their own debt, so it's not quite as important. Right. But uh, it would be great to see them be part of the of the firmament here. Yeah. They it used is, to be. It is interesting. We're talking Japan with Buffett. You know, you mentioned M&A. XUS, I mean, Glencore sweetening a bit here on tech. tech yeah, that's different. Yeah. Um, you got the, the gold gold deal as well. Right. Vermont. Centuri, I'm waiting for them to do a big deal. We're still waiting here on National Instrument, by the way. You've been talking about oh that God. one. No, no, enough. Emerson again? Well, Emerson, no, it's Emer- Emerson, Keysight, and Fortive. I think they all made bids. We'll see where we end up. Which ones need financing? Big financing. Well, uh, Fortive may be the one that needs more right. help. Uh, Keysight, Keysight is an antitrust one. issue Keysight's- where they'd need to align with PE to buy the hardware business, He's coming I believe in it is. He's coming in yeah. fast. Nice. See? The He's re-entry. Gonna, we are, we're going to see some you M&A. You Steve Cohen on you now? Who? The, the guy who owns the Mets. What about him? Well, you came in with a real fastball. Oh, man. don't you worry. May 18th is when I'm throwing that. Oh, that's right. Are you throwing the pitch out? Damn right. All right so you need to go. You need to start now. Yeah. Go 20 feet, then 30 feet. I'm going. I mean, what? <laughs> Kelsey just put. You start at 30, gonna, with a 40, 50. I'm not going to embarrass myself. And then you go to 60. I'm not going to embarrass myself. Oh, yeah, they all do unless I'm you I'm not re- going to. I'm going to get out you there with my son when he gets home. Son. And we're going right. to throw. You're asking right. your son to practice with you. It's right, not we'll the other way correct. We're going to get some footage. There's Finally no can have a catch again. There's no It's been a long time. I can make him. He's like, come on. You don't want dad to get out there and completely embarrass himself. Jim, does it all lead us to what Wells said today about... U.S. equities. We're within striking distance of our 4,200 target. We now think the banking issue is going to create a recession. Um, expect a, what do they say, correction next three to six months, about 10%? I don't care. All I care about is the Fed being done. If well, the that's Fed their point, done, though. Their point right is actually that the S&P is outperforming in the last hike environment relative to history. We're yes. actually, we're front-loading that what is a normal gain. Well, I've been doing a series about what about it's called, you know it's just called MI true negative, and there's there, there's David there's 500 stocks in SP 500. All right, you're with me so far. Yes, yes, I'm, okay. I'm keeping up. So 50 percent of them are below where they were two years ago. That would be 250 of them, wow. or maybe even more. Didn't lose a take step. Take some time off. I'm telling you, come man. Back so I've hot. got the neurons just. Whew. Wow. Yeah. But anyway, that's too many. Oh. We're near the end of a tightening cycle, and you should be just buying stocks. And instead, people are selling stocks. 
and they're buying Bitcoin. Well, Wells would say Wells would say year to date we're up seven and a half, thirty percent annualized. They said that's bullish enough for us, given everything that's that's headed our way. Likely. Why are they so negative? They ought to look at their own bank, which I think is going to report a great quarter. They should get a little more happy. I'm going to talk they're to Charlie about that. Going to report a great I'm quarter. I'm calling to Charlie. Yeah, they are. Really? I think Wells is. Okay. I I like Wells. Right you now. do. Very much so. I, Charlie Sharp, this is his quarter. He's CEO of Wells. Look out for him, man. Buffett used to own a lot of Wells. Hmm? Warren. But he, now he doesn't. He sold, he sold Wells. And now he owns a lot of Bank of America. Yeah. I remember and when apparently I, a lot of I Japanese just, trading houses. I had John a lot of Paramount. And I, he got the call after the interview. which was like, I got to go. Well, Stump, like, I had this thing. The... the at the top of the annual report, you had a quote from Lombardi saying, you know, it's basically the team that broke down. And then I asked myself, how about this? He goes, listen, the team really let me down, basically. Well, I didn't sit well with Buffett. There was an eye in team. But uh, all right, I'm just going to establish a couple of things. You've become more bullish in the last two weeks in the market, it yes, seems to me. Yes, I have. Mostly because you're not there to make me feel downbeat. Okay. Right. Well, you were talking about negatives. Uh, I'm Mr. Negative. <laughs> and, uh, and then you like Wells, and you're expecting the quarter to be good. I do. Okay. But the most seminal thing that happened this Sunday was a, a poll of, of 15 people around the table at Easter dinner about whether he hates me or not. Oh, yes. Yes, I, you told me about this. When, yeah. you, when are you going to release the results? Well, it was just emphatically that you hate me. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah, the respondents Come were very on, clear. Man. No, these are people. Really? Just, yeah, all generations. Actually. All Gen, generations. Gen Z, cross cross Gen tabs. X, millennial. There wasn't any that's alpha. A, that's Republican, such a strong Democrat. word. Yeah, it was the only thing that united people. When we no, come we're back, all wrong. Uh, we're all wrong. This morning, Alibaba unveiling its rival to ChatGPT as AI faces some uh, new scrutiny in both the China and the United States. Take a look at futures here as we continue to hold the cards pretty close to the vest in advance of some of the data that's coming our way in the next 24, 48 hours. Back in a moment. At Morgan Stanley, old school hard work meets bold new thinking. At 88 years old, we still see the world with the wonder of new eyes, helping you discover untapped possibilities and relentlessly working with you to make them real. Old School Grit, New World Ideas, Morgan Stanley. To learn more, visit morganstanley.com slash why us. Investing involves risk. Morgan Stanley Smith Barney, LLC. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. Alibaba unveiling its entry into the AI arms race. The name of the company's rival to ChatGPT is a Chinese phrase which roughly translates as seeking truth from a thousand questions. Alibaba says its system will be integrated into both the company's workplace messaging app and the voice assistant. Meantime, back here, Commerce has put out a request for comment on whether there needs to be a certification process for new AI models, kind of like we do with uh, Big Pharma. Well, it... 
and I have maybe an FDA for this kind of thing, but I, I'm a, a firm believer that this has already outrun anything you do in regulation. I mean, there's, this thing is just taken off, and you've got incredible partners. Azure, by the way, there's people cut numbers, Azure, certain above them, but you have Microsoft just way out in front. You've got, uh, it, you know, obviously, Jensen Wong and NVIDIA leading the charge. There is an uh, alphabet is in there. Salesforce is in there. So, I mean, these companies aren't like waiting. There's the gun went off already, David. It went off. The gun went off without a doubt. There is going to be continued questions in terms of whether the government should somehow put some regulations around it. It's interesting because Sam Altman, of course, who runs OpenAI, create, you know, helped us, gave the world chat GPT-4 and 3.5 and everything else believes the government should play a role here because there is this fear that they don't quite know what they've got. Uh, And that was echoed by Eric Schmidt, who was a guest on Squawk Box this morning as well, although he also talked about sort of how every site and every app is going to be using AI. Take a listen. Every site, every app you use will use this in some form. There'd be lots of different such things. So, for example, the, the Alibaba thing is something American companies are already doing. No problem. There will be a few extremely large models that will cost a billion dollars, five billion dollars. And those things are the ones everyone is going to watch because we don't know what they're going to do. He's talking about the large language models, the, the likes of which is ChatGPT4 and right. potentially barred from Google as well, which require enormous amounts of computing power but who and are- so are incredibly expensive. Hence why Microsoft basically has had to devote billions of dollars in investment dollars towards uh, towards Jet G- chat GPT because well, without is, it, they wouldn't be able to run it. But that's just going to the H100 of, of NVIDIA, which has the speed. Yes, it's I going mean, to the GPUs at NVIDIA, right, which do the parallel processing, which empowers AI. Right, and they can't meet the demand at, at NVIDIA. Now, one of the reasons why NVIDIA stock keeps going higher is can imagine you have uh, literally a product that you make where there is demand from so many companies, and you're really, it's, everybody's on allocation, the way I would look at it. Right. You can't make them fast Graphic enough. processor that is now used primarily as well for AI and is going to only be, as you say, an incredible potential demand. Right. Now, of course, it's always important to point out, I guess, because I have been thinking about this lately, haven't been reading. NVIDIA, NVIDIA does not make the chips. No, they design the chips. Who makes all the chips for Taiwan NVIDIA? Taiwan Semiconductor, Correct. which is why I... Th- some people think in 18 months the Chinese are going to own it. And that's why we come back so often to the, uh, to the national security implications. Taiwan Semi makes all these chips. Look, I, you know where I am on this? I know where I you are. I think they're going to take exactly it over where whether they do it politically or whether they do it militarily. Because we have a half-assed wet, well, way to, to save these guys. Well, you better hope they build that plant in Arizona in, well, though, uh, that's gonna be quickly. That's going to be large form factor. Yeah. Check it well, out. they're going to need to change specs. it when they're closed. Look at closing. the specs of what they have. I know. They're not I, doing small form I know they're factor. not doing the smallest nanometer stuff. I know. They're going to be very good for Form 150s. That's not going to help yeah. when you need NVIDIA look, chips. Look, we've told the Chinese they can't have the H100. We have told them that they can't have the high, high equipment from a LAM research. We can, we've told them you can't have ASMLF. Are they just going to sit there and say, you know what? We're going to become like Russia and have all second, second-rate chips? Well, no, they have to do something. Now, I'm not declaring war. I'm not saying there's many ways to take over we've Taiwan already, without We've already war. seen them slow-rolling uh, M&A deals, right? right? Leaning on the Japanese, yes. leaning on the Dutch. Yes. So, I mean, I think that we're kind of, we're very outgunned and outmatched. 
I mean, they live right there. We had a couple. We sent a destroyer over there. A destroyer. I mean, destroyer. Like, that's a tin can. I mean, come on, guys. But, you know, that we don't work like that. We won't give the Ukrainians the, the um, drones that they need. And we seem to be uh, seeding the South China Sea. And all these things are happening. And people just say, well, we gave up Afghanistan. And, and they make it a Democrat-Republican issue. It is so not a Democrat-Republican issue. Taiwan is not. I mean, the Speaker of the House... Right, but we were the ones who allowed Taiwan to become preeminent in terms of building the most advanced chips. I want to know who lost China. John Stewart Service? John Patton Davies? Who lost China? I don't know, Jim. Still what? Think about that. I will. I'll give it a lot of thought. <laughs> During the break. Yeah. We'll get Kramer's mad dash while we ponder that. We'll get to the opening bell in about nine minutes. Again, futures here pretty timid. More squawk on the street when we return. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. As we mentioned, uh, dollar a little weaker today. Uh, DXY is below 102. It has moved things uh, like Bitcoin. Had a pretty good first quarter, as you know. And this morning gets to 30,000, roughly 400, uh, 10-month high going back to June of last year. We're going to keep our eye on that. Opening bell coming up in about five minutes. And don't forget, you can catch us anytime, anywhere. Just listen to and follow the Squawk on the Street opening bell podcast. All right, we've got two and a half minutes before we get to an opening bell. Let's uh, squeeze in a mad dash. I noticed you have some research about CarMax or yeah. something from the company there. Yeah, well, look, I mean, every, every line was down year over year, which is usually a sign that maybe you should sell, except for David. Their net earnings actually turned out to be, um, this, this, the net earnings were just not as bad as people thought. People were looking for 20 cents. They came in at 44 so what they've done is they've managed to be able to, to make a lot more money with less. A lot of the, robust margins. The margins actually increased $82 per car. But then again, I mean, there's just real issues here. Uh, you know, for instance, net revenues were $5.7 billion. That was down 25.6%. So their revenues declined by a full quarter. Yeah. Of, uh, I mean. So, I mean, you, you can say that it's up because comp store sales were only down 14 but you know what? We're in a situation, David, where people felt that CarMax was in big trouble. And right. they weren't. They weren't in trouble at all. So it's going to be the biggest pre-market mover in the S&P. Any read-through at all for any others? Or is this really just that they executed well, fairly well in a very Auto difficult Nations environment? Been doing very well anyway. Lithium motor symbol LAD is the one to watch. Okay. Because that's a, they, they've been on a buying spree of dealers. And that's become one of the three largest players in the industry. No one talks about it. So watch, watch with you. Uh, one interesting point was used vehicle ASPs down nine year on year. Prior quarter up two. So, I mean, we could use a little uh, disinflate, deflation yes, in well, used I mean, cars. We're all, I mean, Mannheim showed you things aren't so bad and been way, way up. I think the pal's looking at wages. He needs to see people making less. Well, he in that case, he should be happy with Friday's number. Uh, lowest month-on-month uh, month month gain in wages I, in a year. You can't have slowing. I think he wants deep. I, look, Mester is, you know, wants a selling apples. She wants a selling. Do you know that? Mester, with Mester, I'm going to go buy a lot of apples. Sell them right out here. 
where gold used to trade. Yeah, I got apples here. Macintosh. Hey, I got apples here. Cortland. Red Delicious. Red Delicious. Randy Smith. Jeez. You're a sandwich man. I'm an apple seller. Let's get to the opening bell on the CNBC Real-Time Exchange. With the big board today, it is Sam's Club, a subsidiary of Walmart celebrating Sam's Club's 40th anniversary. And they had good numbers. And that was one of the reasons why Walmart went from 140 to 150. David, were you here during that analyst meeting that was so positive? I don't think the I was, Sam's Jim. was good? No, I think I missed that. Well, you missed a good one. Sam's had good numbers. At the NASDAQ, it's GameSquare uh, Gaming and Esports Company. By the way, Jim. Uh, uh, that We should mention Tom Rogers, of course, uh, up there as well. Uh, Symbol Game. And uh, that is a, a SPAC. They're going to be merging their engine gaming and media, completing the merger, and will trade under their new name, GameSquare. Oh, GameSquare. Wanted a little shout out to our friend Tom Rogers. Part of uh, CNBC royalty. Yep. yep. I work for New York Magazine. I have a long and storied history of working with it. <laughs> Congratulations. Right, when they owned Prime Media once yeah. on that, too. I was not fired. You were not? No, I was. You were? Yeah. yeah. And it was like done by the guy, Adam Moss, who called me. Oh, yeah. Yes. I remember yeah. You know, hey, um, I, you're, I said, just say fire. It just would feel better if you just say fire. There's no terminate. <laughs> oh, yeah, I feel so much better. It's terminated. <laughs> um, Jim, you know, you mentioned Sam's Club. It brings us to Albertsons as well uh, with the quarter uh, this morning. Stock's down 2%. And the notion yesterday raised by Goldman that um, the theory that the consumer would, would weaken and their view was made reality with Costco's update last week. Okay, that Costco update was so important. And people, the stock was up yesterday, so it didn't look like it was up bit. But Costco missed. It made, it made, it, it did great on everything having to do with why a lot of people go to Costco. Like, David, their chickens, their district chickens, you know, the beef, when you go. Yeah, when I go. Never been. Which I never go. So, so what happened, I'm just going to skip you for a second. Yeah, Coil go ahead, paper did me. well. Go ahead, pass over me. I'm going to lamp shank you right in the face if you're not careful. Um, but what, the, anything that involved metal. <laughs> metal? Well, TVs. It was rather extraordinary how bad it was. And I thought that was very important because what it said is if it's big ticket, no. We did PC shipments yesterday, Q1. Yeah. Right? PC shipments were so bad they were good. I mean, I look at what that meaning that meant that historically when it gets this bad, somebody blinks and Samsung finally blinked. But the Costco is such a wake up call. Now, five and a half years is the average time before they give you a special dividend. So I'm urging people not to sell Costco. But they described it to me as business as usual, that they had a certain mix that they thought the consumer would want. And the mix radically changed over the period, basically just since the... Um, the Silicon Valley Bank, which now Mester doesn't seem to know anything about. Right. Bullard has forgotten about it. And Williams. And Williams has had nothing to do with uh, with rate hikes. No, did he write the music for the Today the, um, for NBC? <laughs> oh, John Williams. It's right, a, John. Same yeah. guy, right? Yeah, same oblivious, guy. Yeah. Completely yeah. oblivious. He's a composer to what's and a central banker. Well, he yes. ought to also be checking the data. All those Oscar nominations, meanwhile, well, that's able to do all that. The data, the, if you ignore the data. That's true. That's, that's his day job. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'll tell you, he may have um, a career in music because he sure doesn't have a career in loans and what's going on. Hey, you know, with these guys, they really have to be careful. They ought to be careful because we had people in 2007 who also said everything was fine. 
it's much better to say, as Pal is, we want to be a little circumspect here. We've had the worst lending figures in the history of the Fed. That's got to have some impact. To just blithely walk past that particular sepulcher. Sepulcher. Quite a word. That's, yeah, that's what, a quite definite, a that's, word. Watching, you don't use that one a lot. I was no. watching some British show last night. How do you spell that? S E P U L C H R E. That's what I was wondering. Is it a C H R E at the end? Wow. Yeah, yeah but yeah. You know, I was watching some British the other day, and I don't know. My wife likes it, it's impenetrable to me. But, guys, we need more words. We need bigger, more words. And I took it to heart. I like it. I like when you go way out there on vocabulary. Thank you, Dave. We have even met, you have not mentioned. Uh, the love affair with Bitcoin and how it's rekindled? No, I haven't, because I have nothing to share there other than I can tell you this Bitcoin is up 3%. That's about, that's the insight that you I know, can share. Yeah. Jeff Probst, got nothing for you. By the way, it's up 83.69% for the year, just in case you're wow, keeping you track. you sure know how to read a piece of Isn't data Isn't that amazing? There. Can I just talk to you about, the plane, about, about what's happened in oil for a second? Oil, not Bitcoin, oil. Oil. Yes, Switch sure. directions. Maybe this is something with the Exxon. An oil, I feel, a, I feel a little bit more comfortable so, talking about what's going on. Sure, right, let's talk. So Pioneer is willing to sell. Are they? I understand it's a three-handle, okay. which is my way to be able to confuse most people at home by saying it's above 300. But I Correct. want to sound every bit as smart as everybody else. As you should. Thank you. Okay, so you hear that they would be willing to sell at Pioneer. That would be a very large deal, of course. Again, the journal reporting on this possibility of a deal sometime much later this year and in formal talks. But we do know, or at least expect, Exxon, which earned $55 billion last year, has a lot of cash. But why does and that I know from firsthand experience that they do want and have great expectations for the Permian, where they hope to be generating as much as a million right. barrels a day, let's call it, within right. the next four or five years. Right, Mrs. I've been Haversham, to their cowboy. what happens here? Say again? Mrs. Haversham, what happens here? Uh, I don't know. I don't know what happens here, Jim. Okay, so who leaks that story? What is it like? Uh, I'm not like, sure why hey, that story hey, gets hey, leaked. Hey, it's a good so. question. I'm hearing. I'm it's a good question. I don't know. I don't know why. People just say anything. They will. I don't know why it's out there. I still wonder whether that was something you want to really report on. I've always still been a little uncomfortable with reporting things that were informal that may or may not happen and won't happen for a long period of time. That said, the market... May, is making some decisions here in terms of the possibility the market. of a, yeah, investors. So, listen, I don't know. Exxon, do they also, are they interested as well in carbon capture and Denbury Resources, which, you know, they've Denbury's talked the to in the, in the past. Much Denbury's smaller deal. Good. Could they do both? Yeah. Maybe. Honeywell's um, doing carbon capture. Uh, Lindy was the big that, partner that of carbon Lind, capture. That Lindy it, deal that Exxon it, announced. And nobody cared. Last week. For nobody 2. cared. For million. I cared. That was a giant deal. I Lindy. cared. Had did not even admitted that they were involved with that. I got it right here. You know, you got See, the horse right I there. I always am amazed that you keep track of all this stuff. Yeah, I, I printed it out because I admit 2.2 million metric tons of carbon dioxide. This is from a plant that hasn't even been built yet. Right. Built down but in the Gulf. But it's not conjecture. But no, ExxonMobil is in the carbon capture business, and they're trying to actually make money from it. Part of their low Denbury carbon solutions. Denbury does. I had Denbury on. Denbury they are, does. It's lucrative. Yeah. Do, would it make sense for Exxon to own them? You betcha. But I, and there have been in, apparently informal talks. I, th- I think they have, but right. I think price has gotten yeah. gotten in the way. But well, wait a second, Exxon Let's is just, very disciplined. Why don't we just be like everybody else, make it up? And listen, I think this could happen. I this really weekend. prefer not to do that. This, this happened this week. It could be this As weekend. I say, I still don't if report ninety five percent of the win, stuff I hear. If David throws a strike, I think we'll do that deal. If I throw a strike, I, I think a lot of good Pioneer. things will happen. I, I was said to my wife, I said, "Oh man, we own Pioneer for for the charitable trust. This is going to be so big." And she looks at she goes. 
Jim, it, other than the headline, nothing in here says it's going to happen. <laughs> yeah. So no, no, it's too good to check out. I'm having a good day here. Um, that's true. I'll t- let's go. Uh, now we're. I don't know. Let's go to Blackstone for a second because we talked a lot about it. B Reed, by the way. That's, How they doing there? They're still, they're still meeting. They've got a lot of redemptions. They're not able to meet them all. But you know what? This morning they announced they're closing on their largest and latest global real estate fund, Blackstone Real Estate Partners. This is more the private equity mold, right? That's what we make need a right capital now. commitment. You get called in your capital. Thirty point four billion of total capital commitments. Largest real estate or private equity drawdown fund ever raised. Can it buy B Reed? That's got it. <laughs> that's that's kind of an affirmation of their ability okay, to, okay, so to let's, let's suss out value uh, in the real estate uh, market, isn't it? This is very important because there are there's a schism here. We've got Barry Sternlich, who's very much in that world, basically saying things are not good. We have a good piece by Michael Semblis yesterday. Eye on the market. Oh yeah, that uh, was good. Journal, uh, real from, estate is not. But it's not one thing. Commercial real estate, by the way, commercial real estate REITs, for example, don't add up to one in the healthcare industry. But how about the trillion dollar debt? Trillion dollar, you know, there's a lot, a lot of, of debt, a lot of, right. It's a much more important story in the debt markets than it is, is in the Is that so green, market. right? We can just sell a couple of buildings and everything's good? I don't know. Don't Jim. you need buyers? Yes. Or could this buy it? Would well, they be willing to buy I'm, the casino I'm, property? I'm sure Blackstone is a willing buyer at a price for a lot of things. But question this, is what this that is price why is. I don't want to get too negative about commercial real estate. They've raised money. Uh, yes, it's true that these C and D buildings that can can be converted into art lofts. I don't know what they can convert them into. They, yeah, the B's and the C, but the it's the it's the big plated buildings built in the '60s and '70s that can't be converted to much of anything. Right. So what happens? It'll be tearing down. Well, I don't know. Apollo's got a chart out today where they think CRE is going to subtract seven tenths from GDP over the next three years, which is going to result in, in their view, rates much lower than we think for a long time, maybe but, even the return of QE. Well, you should tell Mester that. That would be a wake-up call. That's interesting. Cleveland. Guardians. What? Browns. What are you doing? I met. Uh, I know you talk about Cleveland, the Cleveland Fed, and then you immediately met, think of their sports I met, teams. I, I met Kurza, uh, Kurza, you know, Kaiser, Bernie, uh, Kozar. Oh, of course, yeah, yeah. He, the he, old quarterback for the Browns. Yeah, he, he, I think he thinks that Mester's okay. Red, red right, eighty-eight. Great, great. Exactly, yeah, exactly. Right. exactly yeah, that's no, a good I look, track. I read. I listened to her speech or whatever. You know, it, it, it was so clueless. But then you look at her. You look at her credentials. And she's every right to be as clueless as possible with those credentials. You're um, really getting close to the I know nothing camp. Man, you yes, are. You're coming down yeah. hard today on yes, some I Fed am, because governors. you can't have the worst loan data in the last two weeks of March and not have some impact on your brain. It just uh, there are maybe the vagus nerve. I mean, if you really want to get detailed about where it could hurt. Bigger. Vagus okay. nerve. Got it. Controls a lot of your thought process. Hmm. Right. I think that, you know, they've done a lot of work mapping out the Vegas nerve. Some people just have it. It's blocked. It's blocked. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm the... I'm and the so um, you're saying Loretta Mester's Vegas nerve is blocked. No, I'm saying I'm, I'm, I'm the, uh, M, I am the uh, MC for the American Brain Foundation this year. And I may have to talk about the Fed as, you know, the way that you can actually have your brain clouded and... <laughs> Not any, not have any of the drugs that we now have that can alter that. I see. And I'll talk about the brain fog thing that I got once. It's like I ordered one and it's like get a thousand of them because Alexa hears me say it. <laughs> okay. 
Uh, how about Tesla shares? What do you think you of know, those I'm today, glad you brought Carl? Up Tesla, yeah, David. I am too. Um, this House committee chair, uh, chair of a select committee, says he's uh, concerned, Jim, about the company's dependence on China, especially after the announcement of that Megapack battery deal in Shanghai yesterday, which uh, Mark Fields on the show yesterday suggested was the way Elon's way of throwing a little sugar at the Chinese way. A little insurance makes sure things are copacetic over there. Well, it is true. Some of the government, some of our companies are really starting to go back and done it in a way that I think is actually maybe people to people. Well, and when you say people some of our companies are talking about Tim Cook, I think really going back, right? Yeah. Um, people to people. But there's only but a small by, group of companies that way. are particularly dependent on China as a very important part of their business, aren't right. they? Right. Well, and they don't China include the China. likes of Starbucks, Main China, Meta, China. or Alphabet, no, both of which are banned there. No, that's, yeah, they're yeah. not getting, getting anywhere there. Now, next, in a couple of weeks, we're going to see stores in India. For Tim Apple. Cook's going. Right. Now you have Apple down. We're going to have photographs of people lined up. It's going to be like a rock concert. They'll be there 1 a.m., 2 a.m., and everybody who's short it and banging it down will be very scared. And it'll be a nice short squeeze and take the stock to 170. How about uh, Buffett? We mentioned him a few minutes ago, but he, in that Nikkei interview today, he did address his sale, Berkshire sale of Taiwan Semi, and said that geopolitical concerns were a consideration. Well, it is very, this is my, my existential worry is Taiwan What we were talking about earlier, again, the point being that, for example, NVIDIA, which we talk about a great deal on the show, as you know, oh, where, where are NVIDIA's chips made? No, with, for good reason. Where's AMD chips made? Right. AMD, right, spun off. Remember, AMD used to have its own fabs. Jerry Sanders was yeah. like, you know, you're not a real man if you don't have a right. fabs. And then they got rid of them. That became right. global foundries. And then the stock started AMD. taking off when Jerry Sanders. Right, when they separated. Bill, so all our firms, except for Intel, which we know the problems that, have, that company's yeah. encountered, all well, of them design chips without actually having the fabs well, that make them any longer. What would happen if you put the 82nd Airborne next to the fab? You I don't know. They, and the point is, the we let Morris Chang, this guy we don't talk about very He's often very at TSMC, what do you mean? He created, helped create the semiconductor industry, right? Bruce Chen's very yeah. smart. Yes, I, want I know. Him on the show. He's the man who created TSMC. No, he's very real. But he actually spent most of his career at Texas but, Instruments. Okay, but can we just understand that we have the intellectual property, which is the semiconductor capital equipment? That's the one thing left that we make, and we should be proud of that. That is what we make. Right. But to, to KLA, actually, uh, uh, Lamb Research. Uh, uh, Materials. Right. I think Glam Research is the finest engineering company we have in this right. country. I don't, think, I don't think Jensen Wong from the level of engineering is incredible. And, I know. But we've also helped. I mean, TSMC has been, was basically created by the American chip companies to a certain well, extent. They, the and the Taiwanese cost, government. The, ASML with the lithography stuff is it was all Dutch, but really, Intel gave it most of its money. I know. But if you want to know what the Chinese need, they need the chips that go as fast as what we have. And they're not going, they don't want Micron. They want the chips that NVIDIA makes. And our government has said no to that. I mean, it's complicated, Jim. Look at the best Dow stock at the moment is Boeing, as uh, 11 Chinese airlines now are resuming operation of the MAX. People to people. The Chinese people like the American people. They don't want to hear a blackout when we talk. They know that the, that the people... United, us, United States, and China will never be defeated, to use an old Marxist phrase that I chanted during the Vietnam War. Let's put it in proper context. Well, you've come a long way since then. You are no lefty. No, 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 no. 
couple of upgrades, though, uh, Jim, in the uh, in the industrial space. Whirlpool at Goldman. How about that? And, the cash flow is there. And Mohawk at Loop. I know. The Mohawk was like, wow, it's time to get time to decorate Both yourself. 4% gains here. I know. Well, the, the Whirlpool, you know, Whirlpool did a couple of, of transactions. I was hoping they'd get big money for the European. It didn't work out. But Whirlpool, the supply chain constraints are finally over. Uh, Bitser is a heavyweight. But I fell for it at 160. I thought I could. Qual- I, 160 for that one. I fell for Qualcomm at 140. And I fell for Emerson at 90. And what did you get wrong? All of those. Why? Why did you fall for them? What was it that drew I, you in? I, I listened very closely to the CEOs, and they were more optimistic than the. They were more optimistic. And sometimes you have, you know, boyhood enthusiasm, and it has to be checked at the door. I'm going to CEO. I'm seeing a couple CEOs today, and I'm going to be a little skeptical, David. You are? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I he hates me. He hates me. No, no, I don't think he does, uh, despite what your Easter Sunday dinner people said. That was just the beat Oh, my God. Really? One, yeah, one of, one of them, Sam just said, you know, when he does this, he's not going to laugh at any of your <laughs> jokes. You should just turn to Carl. Don't look at him. Um... <laughs> Uh, you know, yesterday, Jim, we talked about uh, retail and pilferage yes. right, in the, oh in my the God. framework of, of Levi's. Today, this news about this Whole Foods in downtown San Francisco, 8th and Market, opened last year, is going to close temporarily because of uh, fears for worker safety. Uh, the changing face of what, it, what some, you know, at least in the cities, uh, what shopping's like. I was, uh, when I asked, I had spent about $100 at Target, and I said at the Register, I'm, I'm, I'm going to pay for this. No, I remember you yeah. related that, and everybody else was just taking whatever well, they wanted. Well, I just said, I, I'm going to volunteer. It's kind of a volunteer thing to pay. And then I called Brian Cornell, and he said, yeah, that store, we've kept o- keep it open for the community. Brian Cornell is very sensitive. They've got some stores that he feels are very important to the community. But that one in particular, he said that it's a difficulty to get people to pay. Yeah. Well, we have a really nice Whole Foods around the corner here now. I pay and we, and we all pay. But how and We go every day and it's packed. It's all automatic. And then number seven, number seven. I'm like, I'm seven. I'm like, okay, okay, okay. You ain't got number. No, that's six. All right, I, I, I said, I'm sorry. They charge $14 for a little thing of mac and cheese. But the rotisserie chickens at 12 bucks are pretty good. Not Is as it? good as Costco. Yeah. <laughs> There's news you can use. A uh, quick reminder here. Uh, you can always get in on the CNBC Investing Club with Jim. Just sign up and find out more at cnbc.com slash join the club, or you can use the QR code on your screen. It takes you right there. As for bonds today, we are going to get a three-year note auction at 1 o'clock. Austin Goolsby speaks a little bit after that, but really uh, we're still waiting, obviously, on CPI tomorrow. Ten-year, a little close to the highs of the session, 343. Back in a minute. It's time for Jim and Stop Trading. Yeah, well, Marley and Ragu are going to like this call. Our two rescue mutts. Uh, JMP starts Chewy with an outperform. This has become a very controversial stock. A lot of people feel that they don't have an edge on, on Amazon, but a lot of other people say, listen, they've got a great breadth in product. And I'm going to reveal a, a new uh, tie-up between a major chain uh, and a small company about, how, about healthcare. Because I think those of us who have pets recognize that it's a cash pay. And holy cow, when, it, when a pet is sick, of which you'd never, any time, it's so expensive that maybe the country has to make a change. This could be the beginning. Uh, certainly, 
uh, price elasticity when you have a pet. Anything they want. Approaches infinity. 24 right? 7, anything they want. Yep. You know, David, when they eat raisinets. Mm, not good. Bit. Not good. You don't, did you not know that? No, I did. I did know there that. Chocolate's not good. Grapes and chocolate. Yeah, grapes, grapes and chocolate. Grapes and chocolate. Keep them away. Very bad. Keep them away from your dogs. I mean, I'd rather have them eat a full loaf of bread. Sure. All right? How about, so what else tonight? You got that, and That, well, and then I'm going through this list oh, of stocks yeah. that from 20, you know, two years ago, this, these companies are just way too cheap. David? Yes, Jim. Peep, the market is not as expensive as it seems. Okay. 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 I'm too negative is the name of the theory of the piece. And I'm glad you're back, personally. You are. I, yeah, I think that all the doubters who think that you don't like me, they're going to have to pound some sand. They are. They are. <laughs> they should only know. They should only know. The, the depths truth. of our affection. <laughs> well, well see, let's not get too carried yeah, away. He's like, easy. <laughs> Slow your roll there, Faber. <laughs> we'll see you tonight, Jim, at Money, 6 p.m. Eastern Time. When we come back, Goldman's chief U.S. equity strategist, David Costin. Important day to get his take on the markets in the Fed when we come back. You've been listening to the opening hour of CNBC's Squawk on the Street. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions.